Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. What's up, everybody? I'm Tori. And I'm Anissa. And we are back for episode three of MTV's official Challenge podcast, where we are going to go behind the scenes of the brand new season of the Challenge, Double Agents. Just a warning, this podcast is not spoiler free. So before we go behind the scenes, make sure you're up to date on the latest Challenge episodes. Yes. And on this episode, we'll be talking about all of those injuries from Tori, who's not strong, but managed to harm another human. <laughs> OK, OK, we'll get broken elbow. We'll get into that later. <laughs> and Wes going home, which was your Great. best friend, my best friend and mm-hmm. my team being infiltrated. Like, what the heck? By, by Devin. Devin. Plus, later in the episode, we'll be joined by MTV producer and vice president of series development. Dan Caster, also known as Disaster Caster, and make sure you stick around to the end to see if we answered your listener questions. Okay, Anissa, let's get started. Are you sure? Yes, let's go. All right, all right, fuck it, let's go. (laughs) All right, guys, well, you know how this starts off. We're going to get into Safe House, which means that we have to jump into a quick 36-second recap in honor of it being the 36th season. So, Anissa, your timer is starting now. Go. Oh, my... Oh, my God. So, you know that Fessy and I won the last um, challenge, so we were allowed to pick the order, but you didn't see it in the episode. Then we got on top of a truck, we put ourselves last, and we had to wrestle each other, and then whoever knocked the other person off first um, won for their team. They both had to knock them off. Um, it was really crazy. Leroy and Casey won. Now we got to make a big decision. Uh, Devin gets voted in, and then Leroy blindsides Wes, even though Leroy told me in the bathroom that he wasn't going to throw Wes in, and he was going to go down himself, but it was all like a jumble. And um, then Devin beats Wes, which means one person's out of his alliance, which means our alliance will be stronger good job girl oh damn okay i'm gonna try to fill in these cracks because i don't really know yeah, if i this got is what it. you do you're a gap filler i'm a if gap filler tori the gap filler <laughs> all right start my timer anisa <laughs> all right tori are you ready for 36 seconds no it starts <laughs> now okay so in between all of that madness we got to see lolo jones go up against Shit, I don't even remember who she went up against, but she was a monster on top of that on top of that truck. Then we got to see Michi, and he really held his own against Corey. So you know what? I got to give it to him there. That deadly challenge was absolutely nuts, and it really hurt when you fell into the basket. But I wouldn't know because my ass didn't fall in. That's right. But Anissa nicely fenced with Big T up at that top, and then Big T fell in, and she took that shit like a champ. It was her first fist fight. It was the coolest thing that she ever did in the challenge, and it was really dope to see her perform. Also, we get over to uh, the house, and you see Wes crying like a little baby. Not a surprise. Trying to manipulate his way out of the elimination ring and what happened still got his ass sent oh, home you're over 36 seconds. oh shit 
<laughs> you didn't even get to the part where your team gets infiltrated and now you have a new partner. Neither one of us got to that part, but we are going to get into that in this episode oh, because we missed that, but we will. We will definitely crack into that. Crack into that? Crack that thing open. <laughs> We're going to bust it open. Wide open. All right, Tori. So listen, I want to know what you thought the play of the day was. The best athletic move. Dude, the play of the day was Devin Walker winning against Wes in elimination. Nobody thought Devin was going to win. Nobody. You don't think you don't think that was the play of the day? I mean, he was in a downward dog <laughs> and I really appreciated the flexibility in his back and hind quarters. Mhm. And then I look over at Wes. Wes was like defeated and you could see it in his eyes. Like sometimes when that happens, it's really hard to hype yourself up against a friend and an ally um, and someone who's part of your alliance when you know that you are a threat in the game. Um, It's just really hard. And that's something that I think Wes should have won. But I don't want to take anything away from Devin because he, like myself, you know, we're underestimated. So totally. um, sometimes, you know, heart and the will and proving everybody wrong gets you through that sand and gets you to the buzzer. Yeah, it does. And in the same right that we gave him play of the day, I also want to give him dirtiest deed because he was an asshole. <laughs> Honestly, for trying to mess with Josh and like trigger Josh while Josh is like trying to defend Casey over pizza, which with that whole situation was f- so funny in itself. But like, Devin, why do you have to poke at Josh like that, man? Why? I know. Poke the teddy bear. Yeah. Like, Josh is a good dude. We all know how Josh gets when he gets in the house. We all get a little drinks in our system. We all get a little... Everybody gets a little emotional. Some people might not... But Devin knows that, and he's smart. He knows how to play on it. Yeah. If you don't have all of the pieces to be, like, the ultimate challenger, then you use something else. Totally. You know? And he knows that he can outsmart, outwit, outfluster a lot of people. And even if he is affected by anything, he's not going to really let you know. I mean, Devin will show you when he's mad, but he doesn't get a, let a lot of stuff, you know, get under his skin. And to be honest, like, I don't know. I like Devin's personality. He's funny. And I'm like, who do I want in the house with me that's going to make me laugh? Yeah. And who's kept their word? Yeah. Twice to me. You know, um, Devin said he had me twice and he owes Fessy and I another favor. So, yeah, I'm good with him. Yeah, me too. I, I really do like Devin, even though we've had a rivalry in the past and even though he put my name out there to be thrown into elimination. I mean, that's the way <laughs> the game goes, you know, and you're yeah. right. Like when it comes down to it, you have to ask yourself, who do you want to be in a house with? I mean, Devin mm-hmm. is funny as shit. Oh, my God. Every time I see a beer, I think of a cold can and I think of Devin just writing his own songs. Yes. Ugh. Always says it was song, just awesome. Man. It was awesome. Well, before we before we dive deeper into specific situations, let's just get into this episode because it was a crazy episode. It was explosive, to say the least, especially with that challenge roadkill. And he said, talk about that challenge. I mean... Come on, Tori. It was like our wet dream come to life. Yeah, it was. it was wrestling on a semi with no harnesses. So it was like all of the all of the danger you could have ever wanted. Mm-hmm. Like I was so scared. There were those white lines up there that you couldn't pass because you'd fly off the front or the back of the truck. Mm-hmm. Like the scariest part was the ladder, to be honest. Mm-hmm. You had to take a ladder up to get to this double stack trailer mm-hmm. and then wrestle <laughs> on it. I didn't know. I'm like, is it padded? We didn't know what the top of it looked mm-hmm. like. I mean... It was just insane. You got up there with somebody who you're like, okay, you know that when the horn or the fire erupts or whatever, the explosion happens and you start, like, everything's off the table. Oh, yeah. You know, and you see people 
fight like they've never fought before. Yeah. You know, so it showed a lot about like people's scrappiness, the fact that people underestimated certain people that like small can be scrappy too and to not count anybody out. Absolutely. And we saw some crazy matchups. We got to see CT and Fessy. We got to see that was crazy. Cam and Nicole Zanata. Both of those girls are beasts. Like Nicole mm-hmm. still fighting through with her arm that was dislocated. I mean, Right. What? You're a competitor. Like, yeah, she was like, oh, let's keep going. I'm like, what? I would have been like, we done. We are done. Oh, my. Get me off the truck. Like, so crazy. I mean, Cam's a beast, too. It was that was a beast one to watch. Like, both of those girls Mm -hmm. killed that. And like, it's a shame that she walked off so hurt like that. Like, that broke everybody's heart. We all love Nicole. She's one of those people. Like, you saw her in that the challenge morning. Wake up, everybody. It's like, do the voice, Anissa. (laughs) Wake up, everybody. Girls, it's a challenge. (laughs) Gals. Anybody need coffee? <laughs> I love I love Nicole. Like I hated her going in. I'm like, I don't think I'm gonna be able to do this challenge with her. And then I was like, oh, uh-huh. I love her. So yeah. and I know that she works hard too. Yeah. You know, and it just the thing that the viewers don't get to see is that we didn't get to see any of the matchups. We could see a little bit of like scrappy stuff on top, but you couldn't see like the details of like what people were doing, who won, who got knocked off until they were riding back. And we were also a five minute jog away in a bus waiting for everybody to go. So it was like six hours that I spent on that bus with Big T pretending to fence because she had never been in a physical altercation before. I mean, Mm -hmm. that was an exhausting day. Oh my God, yes. And you hurt people. Listen, talk about that. That was not on purpose, obviously, you know, but I think when when you get in there and you start going, the thing is, is Liv is a strong girl. Like she, Mm -hmm. she has, she, she can move her body. And there was one point in time where she was underneath me and I, I, you know, in wrestling and like when somebody's got the bottom and they can go up, you've got the leverage on your side. So Mm -hmm. I was like, the moment she had me like that, I was like, all right, it's, it's all or nothing right now because she, she could, Mm -hmm. she could, she could fucking throw me off and I'm a vet and she's a rookie. I'm like, hell no. So I kind of snapped right. into overdrive right there. But I, I got to admit her arm was hurt before I tossed her off. So like it looks like I just kind of throw her overboard. But by that point in time, something had already happened to her arm. She was like, mom, mm-hmm. mom, me, mom, it hits, it hits. And I'm sitting there like, OK, like it hurts, but I like got to get you off. But, like, didn't really know how bad it was because right. can't see it. So, anyway, she falls into the thing. And then, like, we start realizing how serious it is. She's really hurt. And that's when I really did feel bad. Like, yeah, I mean, it's a game. It always feels good to be like, damn, I, I, I won that one. I did that thing. But at the same time, when you think about the people outside of the show, you're like, nobody wants to walk away with an injury because you don't know how. Of course not. Like, Nicole, for example, who's a firefighter? Like, how bad is that going to affect her career? Right. right. And we still don't know what's going on with her. So it's like, you know, especially when somebody leaves yeah. and you can't say anything to them. I'm, it's also just crazy to, to know have two injuries in one challenge yes you know we normally see like one big one in the season or i mean you get a lot of competitive people Mm -hmm. you put a lot of money up Mm -hmm. and you get you know some crazy performances out of people yeah so i mean you saw nani kung fu panda like she knows that that um natalie could have benched her but she uses her legs and shit like she was like you're not gonna get me dude nani impressed the shit out of me she was so scrappy. People don't give Nani enough credit. Like she is, she's right. she's skinny, but that girl is scrappy, and that's what people say about mm-hmm. her. She's got fight in her for real. So yeah, that was dope to watch her do that and na- against Natalie. I think anybody would have been scared of Natalie. Natalie's so strong, right? But I also think as women, like we don't always get to do like crazy physical stuff like against each other, like body to body, like just head 
you know, headbangers. Mm-hmm. And this was the one time we could. Yeah. And it was just like, well, you know, put up or shut up. Yeah. And I loved that. I was like, we're all strong females. I'm like, let's see what we can do. Yeah. Well, you know, we got to give it for the strongest female of the day, which was technically Casey because she won. And also to Leroy because he won, too. I mean, like both of them killed that. Yeah. I was so happy, though, too, because, you know, Casey's connected to Fessy, who's my partner. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of a relief, to be honest. Yeah. Because it's just like, oh, good. I don't have to pick shit. I just got to go in this long ass deliberation mm-hmm. and see what happens. I love how Leroy, even after he won, like it is scary to win because when you get power, you're like, am I going to use it or am I going to sit back and behind and just watch? But he did that. Him and Cam this season are calculating mm-hmm. things. They are making moves like they are political powerhouses this season and it's dope to watch them move like that right and the thing is like they don't even have to be nasty like they were pretty straight up about everything the thing that you don't see though during deliberation is cam came in they're like so as you know my man won and my man wanted me to relay this information to you yes which was like the dopest shit because people like really sit down and listen when cam speaks she just commands so much like attention and respect and it's like my man said this, and you should probably uh, vote in Devin, and that's that. Yeah, and Period. people were like, oh, shit, well, you know what? Since we know Fessy already dropped the bomb that you guys can see the votes, since we know mm-hmm. Leroy's in power, he's going to know who didn't vote his way, considering he'll see the vote. So, therefore, you might as well listen to Cam and Leroy, and that's where the that's where it made a turn for worse for Wes. He didn't have that pla- that anybody in that power position to save him from getting voted in because mm-hmm. the people in that power position wanted to see him or Devin in and the other cool thing is that having Leroy and Casey win I was like okay this is cool because they'll know this additional secret when everyone found out because of Fessy's big old mouth um, when he dropped the bomb about us knowing about votes they think we know everyone's vote but we only know the majority vote and that's also cool because it's like oh well you didn't vote for me but I know who you voted for no we don't don't. no one knows but it's cool to think that. Did you know that <laughs> Fessy was going to tell everybody that? He wasn't going to, but Kyle called him a pussy. So uh, he was like, let me tell you how I really feel. Because Fessy and I were, you were the only person I told about mm-hmm. it. I remember. And I watched, watching the episode, I'm like, damn, Corey's upset because Fessy didn't tell him. I'm like, shit, but I told Tori. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. That's a friend's dude, Because I need to be, I need like a check. Yeah. You know, I need my checks and balances and you are that for me. Like when I'm doing shit. I need to know that I'm I'm making the right moves like Tori because you're like not more level headed than me, but sometimes you are, especially if I'm in a power position and you're not. Yo, help me out with this move. What do I do? Honestly, that's why it's good to have real friends in the game. And like, it's Mm -hmm. so important to make them. And I think that's why Corey was probably upset when Fessy didn't tell him because it's like, yo, you are my homie outside the game. I honestly think it's Mm -hmm. like rule of thumb. If we talk outside the game, we have friendship Mm -hmm. like that's right. how you know you vibe. When I only talk... Like talk talk. Like talk talk. Not like, hey, how you doing? But like, yo, bitch, what happened yesterday? Yeah. You exactly, I mean? bro. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know? So it's like... Yeah. Like, <laughs> totally. When you have friendships like that, like if if I were to not tell you something in the game, you can understand why Corey would be upset because it would be like, you'd feel the same... I'd feel the same way. You'd feel the same way. I mean... Right. Right. You, it just... It, it puts up a red flag. It's just hard with that use your information wisely. Like we had no direction this season with that deliberation once we got in the chamber it was like so what do we do with this information totally and then you don't have to tell anybody once you know there's no rule right right i didn't know he was gonna vote in west i thought he may go down honestly i felt bad 
seeing Wes's face. Mm-hmm. You kind of enjoy when somebody on that's not in your alliance gets what's coming to them. But at the same time, when it happens like that against your friend, that shit hurts, dude. No, totally. Like watching that episode, I'm like, well, Leroy's right. Like you got to do what you got to do for you sometimes. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I felt bad, but I, I don't I don't know. But you know what? You could see the defeat on Wes's face because I think he felt blindsided by, by Leroy as well as knowing that he was going against Devin. But Devin was so mentally prepared to go in because he had been saying it all day. He was like, all right, yo, I don't have a female partner anymore. Chances of me going in are pretty high. Yeah. You even heard that interview with him when he was on the sand. He was like, once we're on the sand, you're just a competitor. You're not my homie anymore. Mm-hmm. So I give Devin so much credit. I mean, he blew up us away blew us away so cool about it yeah and then went home and drank 20 beers i mean (laughs) and what people something what people don't know is when he was going you don't even see him talking shit but he's like you know his butt looked really good in that harness and he was like yelling back like this is gonna look great on my only fans like he was talking (laughs) so much shit The the whole time like the whole time but i also think what adds fuel to the fire is that devin and josh are fighting you know devin hates big brother or at least likes to play on that and he goes in he was like well i'm also going to kick your ass because i still want to fuck with big brother when i get back in the house yeah and he knows exactly what to do to like make josh upset and i don't think that this is the end Mm -hmm. of the drama no it's not i just think big brother plays a very different game than people than other challengers do just because their show is just very like haven't really watched it but sitting in a house for 99 days Mm -hmm. And not doing shit, but like playing a game and being sneaky and doing whatever. Like, like you got to be really cool to do that. Like, I don't know how to do that. They are calculated folk. They are calculated. Let's talk about Devin stealing me from Corey, that motherfucker. (laughs) Oh, my God. But he already told you that he was going to do that. Yeah. Didn't he warn you? He gave me a heads up. But, you know, people talk shit like People are like trying to fuck with your head. So I'm like, yeah, he might be doing that to fuck with my head right now. I don't know. But like I had an idea. That's why I'm like gripping Corey for for fucking life. I'm like, bro, don't do it. Don't really fucking do it. Don't take me from my home. Because me and Corey had a good, we were in a good spot. I loved it. We had like Corey was in a good spot. I was in a good spot until Devin threw us out there like, oh, attack Tori and Corey. And then, you know, he comes in and infiltrates the team. At that that point, that's when I realized there was no predicting this game because no, you can you can get swapped. Like people can steal you. That's out of your control. You can't choose who right. goes into elimination to take well, you. Also, he has a skull now, so it's up to yeah. you. Mm-hmm. You know, and he said he was going to, and it's so Devin like mm-hmm. to follow through with what he said he was going to do. Yeah, yeah. One it thing is. about Devin, he doesn't really bullshit around. No, nope, you know? he does so not. I kind of like that. He's a straight shooter. Yeah, me too. Me too. It's funny because like I like Devin and then we've just had so much of a rivalry from the beginning of time of our reality TV Mm -hmm. careers that it's like, uh, do we trust each other? No, fuck no. But do we like each other? Yeah, we vibe like we do. So yeah, it is interesting. Dave, you guys have a great, (laughs) you guys were ridiculous together. I I loved it. They don't show the part of me like painting his toenails. Like I'm like, Dan, we did have some cute moments as friends, dude. Mm -hmm. But then after after he beats Wes, Wes has this beautiful elimination speech for us. Oh, let's talk about that. Let's like what un- unpack that for us. So Anissa. Wes starts this post elimination speech. Mm-hmm. Very somber, very sweet tone, trying to be, you know, nice about it and that he's been a good and honest person that he's known Leroy for 15 years, all of these things. And I'm thinking like, you haven't played this game nice or you wouldn't have won so many times. Mm-hmm. 
I've played nice. You know what it does? It makes you fake friends on the show. Mm-hmm. And then you get thrown into elimination and people don't try and protect you. Yeah. Like Wes. So he's not a bad person. No, no, not at all. At all. Like I love Wes. Mm-hmm. So it's really hard. Like, of course I feel bad because I'm naturally empathetic. But like, bro, you've you've lied and spread yourself thin and you made too many deals in this game. And Leroy saw it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know what's interesting? Like I see that. He's manipulative. Wes is manipulative, and he knows how to get a win where he can. And when you lose an elimination like that, if you make people feel bad for you, that's a, that's kind of winning, right? Like, in a sense, you get the public to be like, okay, I feel bad for Wes and how this game treated him. So I don't think that it was disin- – I don't think it was not genuine what he was saying. I do think he was hurt. But I think he knows how to play into when he's hurt to make him get more power, whether it be from the fans watching the show or whether it be from the cast. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what he did. He made us all feel bad about what happened. But in that sense, like, he victimized himself, and then that's where he got power. Right. But I'm like, if you didn't go in then, you would have gone in again. Yeah. I mean, but we had to go in anyway. If you want yep. a skull, you got to put your feet in the sand. Yep, it's true. Sound like an ostrich when I said that. Are ostriches in sand? No, flamingos. <laughs> Whatever. That's how I felt. Like a bird <laughs> with long legs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This episode was crazy. I mean, it was probably one of my favorites so far just because of all the intensity from, you know, the injuries and the challenge that was so intense to all the drama in the house to then that big upset by Devin And then being stolen, which was kind of crazy. But, I mean, it was a great episode. So I'm excited for our next segment where we're going to talk to Dan Caster, who is the MTV producer and vice president of series development. And he is such an important part of the challenge. So we're going to get all of the behind the scenes from creating to putting it out to making sure the audience is happy. And we're going to get that all from him coming up right next. Right next? Coming up right now. Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric, cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam, and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees, every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change and certain restrictions may apply. They say time waits for no one and neither should payday. Challengers wait a whole season just to find out if they're going home with the gold and the paycheck. But for everyone else, the money you earn can be in your hands today with Earnin. Earnin is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work. Up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck. 
Earnin is designed to support you in the short term and long term. Access your own money on your own schedule and cover what counts. From a special night out with Bay to a last minute gift or an unexpected vet visit for your furry friend. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers. Download Earnin today, spelled E A R N I N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in MTV under podcast when you sign up. It'll really help the show. That's MTV under podcast. Subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust Member FDIC. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welcome back, everybody. We are here with the one and only Dan Caster. He is an MTV producer and the vice president of series development. Dan, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Hello, hello. I'm so nervous. I don't want to be boring. <laughs> oh, it's never fine. Be You're boring. not boring. You're not boring, Dan. I've known you for how long now? Honestly, you knew me when I was like the little assistant on the show having to like I don't know, make sure people get from the hotel rooms to the reunion stage and no one would listen to me. Wow. So, And I would never describe you as boring. <gasps> oh Dan, I do have a question before we really dig deep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've been on TV since 2002, right? Mm-hmm. Why am I paying to watch myself on Amazon Prime? <laughs> I mean, I think that's a question for Amazon and I think that's really horrendous. You should have a free, you should have a free Prime account as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That's just my introductory question. Now things will be light and fluffy. So light and fluffy. Honestly, working on working on the challenge, I'm sure is probably crazy for you. It's crazy for us, especially, but there's so much more work that goes in it from a production standpoint, especially with this season because of COVID and how everything really shifted in the world. So our first question is to you. How long are you working on a season of the challenge from beginning to end? It is ridiculous. It's easily, I know Emer when you guys say to her, like, it is like a year beyond. But then sometimes we change the theme like months before. Because whether it's like casting hasn't worked out, locations could fall out. So it is months and months. I mean, we're already talking. We don't, sometimes we don't even know if we have, we're picked up for other seasons. And we still start thinking of ideas. Wow. Um, The Dirty 30 one that season 30 31 32 we had it all rolled out like the trilogy of it all so that was even longer than typical wow 
there is that difference between trilogies and then you have individual seasons. Mm-hmm. And it is crazy. We've really seen that transition over time. Like, what's going on with that? What is the reason for wanting to make trilogy or wanting to make multiple seasons that kind of all thread with each other? I, it all depends, and it's case by case. Obviously, you, if the season does well, you want to bridge everybody to continue to watch it. Um, truthfully, it was a really fun note that we got from a boss that was like, movies do trilogies, why can't the challenge? And it's like, oh, wait, you're right. Why can't we? And so, you know, obviously that Dirty 30 is like, you're you're a dirty player and then you make vendettas from it and then you have to work them out versus World or the Worlds was like international people being brought together. There was a clear line between UK versus US. So then that became that, you know, and then it ensued all total madness from it. So Hmm. it's, kind of a case by case and how it works and how the creative ideas come about yeah because Mm -hmm. when we we did it it was like oh you had inferno one you had inferno two you had inferno three but in between that you had gauntlets and duels and like whatever else you had all of these shows kind of working at the same time like do you guys ever plan on i know you can't really tell me but (laughs) you could tell us ever like continuing that kind of theme yeah totally like the team MTV, like the way we work is we constantly are thinking of, well, one is what is happening really in the world that can be applicable. Like the sense of this season, you can't really trust information. There's fake news everywhere, right? Mm -hmm. And so in this season, who can you trust? Some people get some information, some people get other information. Mm -hmm. So we really do, excuse me, try to take in what is working in the zeitgeist of the world, but also what's worked in the past. Or like there's a lot of hookups at some point. So uh, Battle of the X's was perfect. Mm. I never thought of it that way, kind of like moving with what's actually current within the cast and the world and then merging those two worlds and making a show out of it. And then seamlessly doing it to appeal to all of the fans, because sometimes you have all of these old school fans and then you also have these new school fans. How do you appeal to both of those groups of people? OK, I this is the hardest part of this show. Mm. I'm not kidding. Everything else is like okay, we have to be new. We have to figure things out. Fine. But the fans are passionate. And I know because I am one and I was a fan watching Anissa before I worked with Anissa. Mm. So like, I get it. Like, I know that, you know, you miss your OG people and who are these new people. But also the blessing of the show is it is a soap opera. Like, I want to know your life. I want to know how you are at home. And that. And Anissa, you with Corey and hooking up with them and now seeing friends, like that bridges it. Like we want to see all of that. So what I have the hardest time with, and this was a long winded way of saying it, is the fans get really angry when you do new things sometimes. But then it's the new things that inject new viewers and also make it fun and unpredictable. Mm -hmm. I'll never forget uh, DM said to me when I was interviewing her for something for Battle of the Exes and she's like stop bringing these new people they don't belong here they're not real world or road world and I like look at the end and I was like where did you come from and she's like <laughs> oh she's like good point got it never mind and then she started embracing it a little bit more because I mean Tori as you know like are you the one yeah like uh-huh. great competitors like bring it so I mm-hmm. constantly feel like it's a walking a tightrope of making the people uh the fans happy and um not knowing that they need to fall in love with people yet just forcing them to yeah i mean Mm. if we're speaking about casting i mean you know the themes change every season 
how do you pick who gets cast for each season? Like there's so many people to pick from. Mm-hmm. And you know that one person can change the whole dynamic. So how do you do it? Um, that's actually a really fun part. Um, a lot of times it comes to who's available. Like, I know we get a lot of like, why aren't they there? MTV didn't cast them. It's like, well, they said no to us. Like, they're not, they didn't want to do it. So that's the first thing. So you kind of go through availabilities. And then from there, like, you kind of look what's going on in people's lives, what they give to the show. Um, I don't want people on the show that are going to be closed off and not going to tell you your honest answers in interview um, who aren't going to join the process. Like you have to be willing. I mean, there's a lot of times where, and you guys know it, there's people who maybe are stars on the show, but in the experience, it was like pulling teeth. Like mm-hmm. you, you know, you guys are not two of them. You guys give your full selves to the show. So I feel safe saying that, you know, mm-hmm. and also like, I want some Anissa funny interview comedy. I want that like pizzazz that Tori you give an interview. Like, I think the interviews are yeah. really important. Is is it like yeah. possible? And like, I know you're gonna probably avoid this question, but do you guys pick favorite challengers when you're watching or casting the show? Yes, I have favorites. Ah! <laughs> I mean, <Hey>! everyone. <laughs> Who are your favorites? And you don't have to say me. I promise I won't get upset. But I want to know who your favorites are. Well, here's the deal. I'm very diplomatic in the sense of like, there's been a cast member who has been very rude to me. And he always gets an availability call. And I'm not going to say who it is. So it doesn't, Mm. I don't stand in way of people. There's no personal vendettas on my end. You do your job at work. You make a great episode. You're funny in interview. You, mm-hmm. you know, try, you compete. If you quit, that's fine. But then you got to make it up for something else. You know, like if you're bringing something, I love you. Um, but mm-hmm. what I love is the real authentic cast members that can't help it, help but be themselves on camera. Um, yeah. I mean, there's one that sticks. I mean, there's, there's a couple. There's like OG person, like Coral is like... Mm-hmm she's a bar to be someone who hasn't been around that is new that I always loved. And I felt like she was so strong. Um, and I loved how she didn't take shit is Amanda, uh, adored mm-hmm. her on the show. And then someone who I feel like people can't help, but love because they can't help, but be themselves. And I've told her this is Nani. Yeah. yeah. Like if yeah. she's lying, you know it. If she's telling the truth. Oh my God. Like, yeah. If she's yeah. Hooking up. Like, you know, <laughs> she's like, Anissa, I'm sorry I did that. And you're like, I, this isn't that. Like, you guys can have a real conversation on air. It was not fluff. Right. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Which is something that's so difficult to do from a challenger's perspective. I mean, think about how raw and okay you have to be to put your shit out there like that. Because there is this sense of, like, trying to, like, protect your image and protect yourself. Because people's thoughts are painful to deal with like they're the, the challenge fans are the best fans in the world and also the probably oh the most intense yes. fans in the world intense is like yeah interesting those, work. those listening you guys can get volatile and i don't like any of it i don't stand for that volatile <laughs> yeah it could yeah. be a lot but then you have to put it into perspective like i've been doing this the longest and i feel like well if it hasn't broke me yet you know my 20 year old me was very upset about the message boards 39 year old me does not give a shit what anybody thinks but that that's also with growth personally outside of the show and just getting older and, and living and I feel like the show's definitely helped me to become like a more patient person and a more tolerant person but a person that also has set boundaries 
you know, and I've yeah. watched. Yeah. I'm grateful that I was on Real World when I was because then people see my story and understand and can see the growth when it's like people just fall out of thin air and then you have to like help to create a story like to show where they came from and why they're there. Mm-hmm. Well, look at scripted scripted shows have layered like the best scripted TV has very layered, interesting, unexpected people. And so it's our job in Unscripted is to present you, who is a real person with real feelings, both of you, like, to show your layers and to Mm -hmm. show, like, you can't just say, this is just the game, this isn't my life. Like, you're going on a show to put your life. It's almost like a documentary on a competition. So I need to see that layer. Like, if you're sad about a breakup, if you're having, if you're feeling flirty, if you're feeling frustrated and pissed you lost, like, I want to see it. I don't want it to feel like it's not a big deal because it is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're making me feel free already talking to you. I'm like, all right, next season, let's go. New Tori in this bitch. I'm about to be raw and real, baby. Do you just mm-hmm. flash me? You have to see the good. <laughs> yeah. Spring break, motherfucker. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Definitely. You're I doing definitely good think. so far this season. Yeah. You're doing good. This is promising. Yeah. I mean, you know what? Speaking of this season, let's go into the injuries because obviously there was two in this episode. Can we just talk about what that's like for on the production side to take care of somebody with an injury and how the hell did you guys manage to deal with two girls being injured in the same elimination? Like, were you guys the just like, challenge. what the fuck? It was horrible. Oh, the same challenge. It was horrible. It was horrible. It was horrible. Like, First and foremost, we don't ever love when people go home. It messes with our numbers. It messages, it messes <laughs> with everything. Like, and and I also, it's we, back in the day, we used to just bring some, you know, replacements in. And, you know, every now and then we still do it, but sometimes we don't. And so it's like, if you get farther down the road, it's kind of unfair. Like, I always feel like past episode five, it's just unfair to bring anybody back. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So I that process is pretty intense because this is a competition show and you have to get people to the doctor. You have to find out if they can compete. Um, if they sometimes depending on the injury, if they want to compete, like Cara Maria went for it and still competed with a like bum hand one time. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was on her. Like she wanted to do it, but at some point you're not physically like liable. Like you can't go and compete. So we have to remove the person out of the game regardless and then that affects the whole elimination. And mm-hmm. lucky for this season, we were taking you guys on, well, we have been taking you on a ride, ride of, is it a male elimination? Is it a female elimination? So that kind of worked, but this does happen at the most worst time. Well, totally. we hated that. Not, with the guys not going first this season, it really just turned our worlds upside down. That's the yeah. goal. So I'd like to say, if that's what you intended on doing, mission accomplished thank you thank you (laughs) so i have another question for you because there's we know like what it's like to film we know how many hours there are cameras on us all of that stuff but like how much for the viewers who don't know how much content is cut down into that episode that people watch oh my gosh okay wait, hold on i had um i had notes i need i knew you had notes there's so many hours it's like think of all the like surveillance cameras around the house all the camera crews around the house, the interview footage, all happening mm. simultaneously. Each episode, it's probably two to three days. And the episode ends up being, you know, watching it with commercials, or whatever, 90 minutes. So it is hundreds of hours, um, two to 
two two to three to four days of footage that's just cutting room floor. Yeah. I didn't even oh, consider the interview hours because we're in there for two or three hours. Hours. So oh, and that's yeah. per person. You have thirty people telling their stories, especially our first interviews are long because we have to, you know, why we're there, what we're doing. I mean, it takes a while. So I didn't even try. Mm-hmm. I didn't factor that in. That's a lot of. That's a lot of hours. It's nuts, man. It's a lot of hours. Um. So I have another question for you, Dan. I am curious. Are you because we already talked about how you do pick your favorites in the game? Are you <laughs> sad when a vet leaves the game early, or when somebody you like leaves the game early? I mean, is it shady to say it depends on who it is? Oh <laughs> no, that's honest, and we knew you would say that. I mean, <laughs> I mean the the thing is, like I said, like the favorites. It's it's really about what the audience what's going to make the audience happy. And also sometimes I've always found that like people who the audience maybe isn't excited about if they come back, they're coming back for blood and they end up being like a kick-ass star the next season that you would have never even known. Uh, but if someone doesn't want to be there, it's usually like you can kind of tell, but if a vet goes, there is, there are some vets that when they've gone eliminated early on episodes, we're like, damn it, please stay. Because we're all rooting and making side bets who's going to win. Of course you, you are. You are? <laughs> totally. So how much money have you won? Oh, well, we don't bet money. We just do it oh. for fun because we're so passionate about making oh. a good show. Well, let me yeah, tell you a little yeah. secret. There's a big better in this house, and her name is Big D. And oh, I during eliminations, I yeah, she literally would be like, so do you want to... um?" Bet five. She'd be like, I'm so sad this person's going into elimination. Would you like to bet five on it? <laughs> like, okay, hey, Big I will T. Go on record, on record, she's one of my new favorites. She is yes. one of my favorites, too. She is incredible. She is a, a sparkling star. I think that she has yes. a bright future on the show. She is. She's awesome. I really like it. I really like her. Yes. It's, a perfect, it's a perfect example. First season gets eliminated right away. Second season, you know, comes back a little stronger. You know, she just keeps wanting it more. I love it. Gets an yeah, injury totally. and then comes on here and has to do some crazy shit. I mean. That was my favorite line last season. Fresh cotton pads when she gets <sighs> injured. She's she's hilarious. There should be a big T show. And if there is, I'm watching it. <laughs> Me too. She's incredible. She's my favorite. Oh, my gosh. Well, Dan, I just want to know one more thing probably before we head out, unless Anissa's got another question, but I have to know this one. What is the craziest challenge story you've ever experienced? Oh, my gosh. I'm <laughs> big I'm question. stumped well, a little bit. Um, you know what I will say, actually? Uh, Dirty 30, um, my colleague Leanne, we had a whole other theme for that. And it was probably like a month like ready we were totally we did casting we were all set we had games and she was like hey like something did it something came back maybe it was the casting we weren't feeling and um she pitched dirty 30 and i honestly think it was insane that we changed the entire show like month month and a half right before which i don't know if i could ever do again that was insane but that was you really never know and i always Mm. say like the cast is not final until the cameras are on and you're there because yeah. that happened. I want to think of another answer, but that's the first thing off the top of my head. Listen, we need to get to the fun part of our show here. This hasn't been fun for you, Anissa? No, but it gets more fun. <laughs> it gets more fun because we because put more pressure play- on you. All right. Yes. We get to play the games that you created and you get to watch us. Now we get maybe 30 minutes of your time. I'm going to ask you some stuff. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, Dan. Yeah, there was a lot of inner show rivalry on this episode, culminating in Devin yelling, Big Brother sucks. So we're going to see how well you know where contestants are from in a lightning round game called Origin Stories. So we're going to mm-hmm. say a name from this season, and you have to guess if they're from Are You the One or Big Brother. Honestly, I'm going to nail this. Brilliant. All right. Okay, well, you have literally a second to answer each one. Are you ready? I don't even need that. Let's go. Okay, <laughs> Devin Walker. Are you the one? Amber B. Um, Big Brother. Fessy. Big Brother. Cam. Are you the one? Casey. Big Brother. Tori. Are you the one? And second chances. Hey, Josh. Big Brother. Kyle. Jordy Shore. <laughs> oh, that was a trick question. Question. <laughs> good job, Dan. Oh, that was I, good. I you got a, you got a little cat. cocky there. Got a little cocky. Yeah. Yeah. I, liked I mean, it. you don't you don't want me on the challenge because I'll win. Hey, I mean, get on there with us. I, I think your political game would be cool. I mean, you do oh, know this game inside and out, so yeah. What are you saying about my physical game? I don't know. We've never played a sport together. <laughs> I've had drinks with you, and I've laughed with you, and I've I've given you my heart and soul and tears and sweat and blood and bones. We've just mm-hmm. never played a sport together, so there. Well, Dan, you are. Amazing. And I thank you. And it's so nice for um, certain people to come on here and talk to us because I don't think they know how much it goes into, you know, doing putting these shows together, especially during COVID. Like, mm-hmm. I commend you. Wow. I don't know how you did it. but I commend you, you guys for like traveling and like leaving home and trusting us in this wild world to go on this journey. Like, I mean, we created the safe place for you, but you didn't know that until you got there, you know, so... I have so much faith in you guys. Seriously, walking up to every challenge, even if it's terrifying to look at, it's like, I know that these guys are not going to let me die. So literally, I trust you guys with my life. And I'm so happy to be on this experience. I know Anissa is too. So thank you so much, Dan, for coming on here, opening up with us and shooting the shit, baby. (laughs) All right, you two crazies. I hope this was uh, fun. And I hope we divulged enough secrets. Yes. 100%. It was so interesting. You're, You're an incredible interviewer. Interviewee. You're a credible interviewer. Uh, thank you. There we go. <laughs> thank you. All right. Bye. See you on hopefully the next one. <laughs> Bye, Bye, Dan. Bye. Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right. Sofas from only $639. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric, cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam, and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I dot Offers are subject to change, and certain restrictions may apply. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. 
Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. And we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller? I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free. Ooh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal? I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange. Ooh, you got burned. Next caller. I traded in my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24+. Plus. Hmm, how's that bad? I got to choose from their best plans. So what went wrong? Oh, nothing went wrong. And you're calling to... To request a song? You want a song. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. So let's get into some listener questions, Anissa, because we love the fans so much and we are excited to answer some questions for you guys. So, Anissa, I'm going to ask one of the questions to you first. Why haven't there been any eating challenges lately? I don't know if I'm allowed to say it, but I'm going to say it anyway. (laughs) Really depends on the executive producer. I think Um, I definitely think it's a production thing because when we had back in the day when we were doing like battle the sexes and things like that we had a different exec and we ate and then the minute Justin Booth got in there he was like enough of that eating shit yeah let's do some Navy SEAL shit and run 50 miles (laughs) I mean he's so much sexier than that I love you Justin (laughs) but you know he wants to to push you to your to your furthest you know to your wits end. I mean, well, to not your wits end, but mm-hmm. he wants you to do as much as you can and then die um, instead of eating stuff. But people like the humility things. People like when you look like an idiot and then you're barfing up a cow ball or a cow penis. Ah, oh, God, I'm not going to lie. So, it's like, I'm so happy there's not that many eating challenges. Like, honestly, if you want there to be eating challenges, I dare whoever's listening to this to go inside your fridge, get get some raw chicken and eat it. Put some chocolate on it and eat it. Tell me how that raw chicken and chocolate tastes, because that's what actually, feels- actually, <laughs> no, this is where I come in as that disclaimer on like ridiculousness. Like, don't try any of this shit at home. OK, yeah, don't, do professionals. That. don't do that. <laughs> so don't eat raw chicken, folks. Uh, Tori is out of her mind today. But. <laughs> I'm going to say that. Why don't you like, well, don't do that. But if you're in a different country, try one of their delicacies, Mm -hmm. but try it in its most bland form. Because when we get the cow brain or the eyeball or the rat body or the pig's nose, it's just boiled. Mm -hmm. I mean, they didn't even put any Old Bay or like some seasoning salt, like put some adobe, like put something on that shit. Mm -hmm. Like give me some seasoning salts and then maybe that might taste better. But this is yeah. like bland brains and bland 
bland rat. Yeah. God, so, um, I don't know how you, you don't do want it. eating challenges. It's not fun for anybody. No. Mm-mm. Yeah. All right, Anissa, let's get to the next question then. When did you and I become cool after you threw me in so many times into elimination? Why is it so many times? This I is know. the deal, folks, for those who didn't yep. know about. Here's the deal with Tori Deal and Anissa. Hey. Um, <laughs> the deal is that when I met Tori, I fell in love with her. I'm like, ah, oh, this girl's amazing. Kind of reminds me of me. And I mean, I loved her. And then... I was in a room with like Cara and Jemmy and Nicole and like people and Marie, people that I had known forever. Mm. And it came a time where I was like, Tori and I did this thing and I just saw so much potential in her. And I'm like, she's going to be badass. And like, if I'm ever teamed up with her, even though she doubted me the first challenge and I beat her, um, I want to be with her. You complimented me every time I did well. Mm. You supported me. And we got to after this challenge and um, I was like, I don't trust Jemmy. Like, mm. I think maybe I'll put Jemmy in, mm-hmm. you know, if I get, if I pick the X mm-hmm. and double cross her or the cross, whatever the fuck it was. And I got there and I couldn't do it. And I wanted to talk to you. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be like, Tori, I got to do what I got to do. Um, and it should have been Nicole actually. Cause I didn't know she was the one talking the most shit, <laughs> but that's all in hindsight. Mm-hmm. And I put you against Marie, which Marie was being paranoid and, you know, she was like, why would you give me Tori? I'm like, I don't know. Like, I like Tori. I don't know. Yeah. It just, it worked out the way it yeah. did. And you literally said to me, like, if you would have talked to me before, mm-hmm. you know, like, I think it would have been different. Totally. Like, I, like, if you knew you had to do that in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. And then you hated me. No. And you know, what's so and funny. me the devil. Lucifer. Oh, God. Which isn't really a, that terrible of an insult. You know, it was like. I got horns that season. Oh, I know. I couldn't even look at you because like I was so, I felt bad. I don't, I don't like beef. I don't like to have beef with people. And the other thing is, is like, you can't deny when you really do connect with somebody, you connect with somebody. And like the game might get in between you at first, but when you guys vibe out and you have fun, it's like shit, you know, like fuck it. And you got to throw people in every once in a while. So like, I honestly, I'm so, I'm so happy. That's the beginning of our story because I don't, now we have something to laugh about because I love you more than I love anybody. I know. I love you too. So much. Mm-hmm. And I even threw you in on champs for stars, but this is like after Ashley had to leave because of her father and mm. you came in late and even Dan said like it's unfair when people come in late because yeah it's like well people already did the work and we already did the hard shit in the beginning get to knowing everybody and like all that so right. I and you know sometimes the easier choice is to like hey we're going through all this shit mm-hmm. can I throw you in and you understood that plus oh, I was yeah. like bitch you're gonna win doesn't really matter yeah it, it was all and good yeah so basically you set me up for two for two of my elimination wins and I'm so thankful for that and that that's that and we realize we really love each other. So, yeah, exactly. Oh, man. Well, this was a crazy episode. It's been a crazy challenge, Anissa. And it's always amazing doing it with you. And it's always amazing doing this podcast with you. So thank you so much for co-hosting this shit with me, girl. Girl, I love you. Girl, girl I love with you. nobody else. <laughs> girl, tell these hoes where to follow you. Okay. <clears throat> find people that are listening at home or wherever you're listening. Um, you can find me at Anisa MTV. That's A N E E S A M T V on Twitter, which I don't really use, and Instagram, which I do use sometimes. You can find me there. DM me if you have any questions for our next podcast. I would love to answer them. 
Mm-hmm. And guys, you can follow me at Tori underscore deal. Hit me up, slide in my DMs. I love talking to you guys if I can't. And thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. And don't forget to watch the challenge Double Agents every Wednesday and listen to our podcast every Thursday. Yes, because we are going to go behind the scenes every week on MTV's official challenge podcast. Yeah, baby. See you guys next week. Thanks for listening, guys. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now.